Should you switch from being a booth rental salon to a commission salon? Maybe, maybe not. All on today's podcast. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Salon Owner Evo Revo Show. Today's podcast is brought to you by Salon Scale, allowing you to charge by what you know, not by what you feel. Not going to lie, this is the hot topic, Mr. Campbell. Booth rental versus commission. We've had this discussion over and over again, and people fight in comments with me, and people say, uh, especially in California, man, people go, oh, booth rental's illegal or commission's illegal. There's no way you can run salons this way. But for crying out loud, this is the real topic. The other one that people use, Doug, is people say, well, commission's on its way out because there's so much booth rental on the rise. And I think this is a hot topic. So if you're listening to today's show, either with us live online or watching us on video, do me a favor and say hot topic, because I think this is a really important topic for you as a salon owner to understand no matter what type of salon you have. Yeah, Doug? Yeah. I mean, it's there are different types of salons. You've got to figure out what model works best for you and, and really think about what works best for you and what you're trying to create, because I think mm -hmm. sometimes people just do it because everybody else is doing or I think I should do it and haven't really thought through what works for me and what works for what I want to create. I think that's yeah. the, the bigger... Yeah, and I think just know, too, that we're building some resources right now, uh, depending on what type of salon you are. And I think this is full disclosure, like any good political debate. We should probably tell you what side of the fence Doug and I should – what Doug and I sit on uh, because we are big fans of uh, team – and commission-based salons, uh, salons that are driving forward to create teams of people to actually grow a business, uh, and we actually coach to that. So I think it's it's worth saying that uh, that's how we coach and how we train and how we teach. And so uh, for you to kind of know that going into it, of course, we're going to kind of make a case for why that's important. But I want to bring on uh, some, some friends of ours, some clients inside of our academy who have actually made a transition from being rental to commission, uh, and also disclosure too, uh, that Doug, can we give the disclosure about your Salon when you guys or your salons and barbershop, I got to add this in there uh, to when you guys got started. Yeah, when we first started, we started as a blended salon trying to make everybody happy, um, right. and it ended up making no one happy, um, including us. Uh, it, it it was uh, it was rough, and so we we decided after doing that for a year we'd switch to because like, we we knew what we wanted. One created a team uh, where everybody worked together. Uh, everybody came in, was on the same page, on the same team, doing the same thing. Because uh, in booth rental world, I mean, everybody's independent. They can do what they want to do. And it's just according to what you're looking for. If you want to a, a, so be in the salon business, I mean, in, in my opinion, if you're a full booth rental, uh, you're really more in the real estate business. Because in a lot of states, there's only you, very little things that you can actually require of them to do. Right. Uh, and if you, if you step <laughs> over that line, they're considered employees. And then you're in trouble because the state will come after you for matching taxes and everything else. Uh, there was right. a, a salon here in town that got uh, some, one of their former employees or former booth rental people sued them, and they had to go back. They went back 13 years and had to pay matching Whew. taxes for 13 years. Yes. Yikes. That's not uh, a good day. So, And by the way, that was not our guest today. Our guest today, uh, <laughs> Mandy and Ashley from Kansas City. What's up, ladies? As we say, go back 13 years on taxes and get <laughs> – 
Um, no, I, that's how you want to be, Joe. What's up, ladies? How are you? Good. Hey, Good. Just, how are you doing? Do, do, uh, hey, so where are you guys at? Uh, tell us about uh, where you are in the country so people know, and tell us a little bit about your salon, the size, and kind of what your, uh, yeah, how many staff do you have now? And you guys have been obviously from a rental situation into commission. Tell us a little bit about that for a second. Okay. Um, we're in Kansas City, Missouri, and it is currently a blizzard out. So <laughs> it was 50 degrees, it. and now it's a blizzard. Nice. Uh, yeah. So we have a 2,800 square foot uh, salon, nice. and we're currently um, one booth renter and 20 staff members. We have 21. 21 now. So nice. yeah, Woo! we opened in 2016, um, and we were fully booth rental at that time. So we started with just five of us. It was me and Ashley, and we had three people that came with us. Um, and we just grew and grew in the booth renter side and we had 18 booth renters in 2017 and just decided it was time for a change. Um, we had bo both booth rented before and felt like if we led our culture in booth rental to be the way we wanted our salon to be, that we could have the kind of environment we wanted, but it wasn't working even with us owning and managing the the salon uh, of booth renters. So we yeah. decided to make the change. We yeah. So first you associate would, so in uh, June of 17. You, you oh your first associate June of 17, which got you which got you in moving into the commission salon world and building up an actual staff instead of just having a bunch of people who can do hair in the same place. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. So you had said you'd done you had done a little research, and I'm, I was excited to hear about it, but I didn't want to talk about it before the show. You guys said you have done a little research of kind of where you've been and where you are. Do you mind disclosing a little bit about that to us? Well, some of it I just shared a little bit about, like, we started with just five people. Um, yeah. And our... I mean, do you want numbers or do you well, want? Well, I would say whatever, whatever you're comfortable sharing. I mean, I think it is interesting to your point on going from five people to now 20 plus people. I mean, that's completely yeah. up to you. But I think the other thing is too is we can talk a little bit about just the, you know, the the business in general and what the differences in culture too. You tell me. Okay. Uh, well, one of the things the you know the first five people were just booth renters, obviously, and so there was no real salon revenue. It was just the rental income that we had. Like Doug mentioned, we were just um, landlords and right. our first six months, um, Ashley pulled some numbers here and we, we do what we did in the first six months of us being open and actually counting and revenue as a company. We do that. We do that in two months now versus six months. Yeah, that's um, awesome. That's huge. Revenue. So we have a company team now of 21 people. Um, and some of that support staff, we do have five support staff on that. Um, but we grew from, we switched from 18 booth renters to 21 company stylists over yeah, the course that, of years. That's massive. And I, I think you guys, I mean, that's where I want you guys paying attention. If you're, if you're watching the show with us live, do me a favor and comment live. I want to know that you guys are here and, and just make sure that as you guys understand this, it's like they did a full flip flop from all renters to all commissions. So I want to know 
Well, all except for one, right? You have all, we have one renter left still, I heard. Um, talk to me about what what was your main motivation? Because I think what, if I'm playing devil's advocate, I think there's going to be a lot of stylists maybe that watch this to go, well, yeah, duh, if it's the owner, you'd want to switch to, you know, to commission because you guys will make all the money then. You keep all the money for yourselves and you're screwing those booth renters, right? Like, I'm just being honest. That's what may come out of the conversation. So help me understand as an owner why you switched and then for your staff, why you switched? We couldn't control the culture leasing out stations. Mm. Um, so basically, Mandy and I decided that we wanted to change our culture and build upon that. Yeah. Um, can you give me an example of like what culturally was going on that wasn't the way you wanted to go? Like why why was it a problem to not control the culture like in your mind? Does that make sense? Yeah. I I'll say yeah. one thing that really bothered me was the lack of professionalism that I felt like we were experiencing. Um, and so when my guests would come in for a visit with me, they kind of had to deal with anyone else's drama or anyone else's lack of cleanliness or anyone else's conversation, um, anything like that that was going on right. in the salon. I, I had no control over what else was going on around me. And I was running a business myself trying to do hair and grow and do these things. And I just felt like the environment was not what I wanted to work yeah. in behind the chair. And, and, and I see this. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I think it was a little delay there. Sorry. That's okay. I just wanted to say too, like new customers coming in, there was no system for that. Mm. Yeah, I think I think what ends up happening, and I see this question come up all the time. I just saw in a forum yesterday. They said they said, um, "How much do you make your booth renters clean up their workstations?" Right? They were like, "What do you require your booth renters to do? How clean do they have to keep things? What do you force them to do?" And it's this whole thing. I think this creates this challenge a lot. Right? Is that people have different standards inside a salon. And when you have an open concept salon and there's stylists all over the place, it's kind of like you have a whole bunch of roommates that don't like to, you know, some like to clean, some are neat freaks, some are not clean at all, some like to be loud and obnoxious, some don't like to be, and you're trying to create something uniform and then it creates a challenge. The other, the other question that I see is that people ask this question, they go, hey, one of my renters did a bad color and she called and wanted to speak to the manager and complain about the salon. And since my name is on the building, I'm not really sure how to handle that. Do I make this renter redo the color or do I just do it for her and just make it right since it's my salon? Again, those are the kind of questions that you deal with when you have a rental salon. Doug, do you want to weigh in on this? Yeah, I mean, that's part of the problem is that you're stuck. If, it, if it's your reputation on the line and you're stuck with it, and it, you can't force the booth renter to do it. Um, it it's their their business, their, their choice. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Scoring what what do you want to run? I mean, if you want to do that for your landlord, the problem with the landlord part, it, that's all the money you're ever going to make off your business. But when right. you're growing people and allow them to grow, um, it's much different. And so I'd, I'd like to ask Ashley and um, Mandy about the how do the, your staff feel now? How does your staff feel and how do they work together now compared to how your booth renters did in the beginning? Well, truly they're a team. And the culture is very, um, very strong with how we treat each other and we have each other's back and mm. we're there for each other. So, um, it just is entirely different. Like 
you know if something's going to go wrong, somebody has your back and not just going to leave you there. So mm -hmm. that's massive. Yeah, that was that was a big thing with ours. Um, yeah, it, it, whenever we switched, instead of people being out for themselves and and what are they getting that I'm not getting and all that stuff that was going on, it now becomes very much like you said. Everybody's got each other's back. If I have to go out on maternity leave or if I'm sick mm -hmm. or if someone's just struggling with the color, people are willing to help them because they want to see the business increase as a whole. And they just seem to come in with a better attitude. I mean, I, the, the the mood level inside our salon, wherever we went uh, to fully commission from being a hybrid, uh, changed tremendously. I mean, it, it just people enjoyed coming to work instead of everybody with their guard up. It seemed like when we had the the rental people in place, it was everybody had their guard up and was always it was a very defensive environment, which I don't think is a healthy environment to work inside of. First, I don't like that kind of. I didn't enjoy it, uh, and I really enjoy now going in that we've got a team of people. And it's like I tell them all the time now that my job is to help them be as wildly successful as possible. That was not my job with the booth renters. Um, but my job now is to help them be wildly successful. So from an employee standpoint, it's a very good environment for them to work in. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's where we came from. So I, so by the way, I want to come back from a break in just a second. So we're, we're actually overdue for a break, but I want to come back and I want to talk about what steps did you guys follow to actually convert from rental to commission? Cause I think that's one of the biggest things, Doug, I want to find out from you, what have some steps been and also from the ladies here to find that out? Because I think when we talk about culture and team, it's amazing, but a lot of people just go, I don't know what else to do besides rent. Renting's easy. So that's why I do it. When we come back, we're going to talk about that all in about 45 seconds. All right, so we're talking to Mandy and Ash the City here in the Blizzard, and also have just recently switched in the last couple of years from being a rental salon into a commission salon. And we're talking about why you would do that, right? How do you how do you control the culture? How do you control your actual business and go from being a kind of like an apartment slash landlord with a bunch of roommates to an actual team that are all working together to run the business. So what what sort of things did you ladies do first? Like how did you go about making that switch? Did you just sit down and tell all your renters, sorry guys, tomorrow uh, you're either on commission or uh, have a nice life or like what the hell did you guys do? How'd you begin that conversation? No, we did not do that. We did <laughs> sit them down um, and we had a meeting and we just kind of let them know honestly what was gonna happen. Um, we. We did what, tell and our what was that? What did you say was going to happen? That we did tell them in the beginning they would always have a home here, and we meant it. We had to decide with each other if we really meant that or not, um, that they would always have a home here if they wanted it. But we were going to start making decisions for our company based on growing a commission team. And we had hired one associate at that time, um, and we let them know that that would continue. Um, we started hiring support staff and we just really started making decisions about our business based on growing that team. And basically they just one by one decided that a, another salon was better for them. We actually have great relationships with yeah. all of them. Um, they all, several of them left uh, individually and then we did have a little bit of a group leave at one time. But it was it was time for everyone. And again, we have great relationships with them still. And I don't think we regret any of the decisions we made. I think it helped that we were completely transparent mm -hmm. and we had a great relationship with them to begin with. And they truly knew that our word was what we meant. Mm. So 
Yeah, that's big. And I, I think, again, I, people always ask that question of like, what's the best policy? Or like, well, I'm going to lose my whole staff. I mean, you guys went from at one point, I think you said 18 renters. And now you're at whatever, 20, 20 commission. I mean, that's a pretty large flip-flop. How long did that process take? Like over what period of time? And then I was part, partway through that journey, you guys got involved with us at the Academy. Tell me about that. Like about how long did that process take? And when did we jump in with you guys? So like Mandy said before that we had um, one associate back in 2017. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was about six months after that, that that she told me that we were going to go to uh, Scottsdale and go to this high performance salon academy. <laughs> Those thing. crazy bastards over yeah. a high performance yeah, salon. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, okay. And she's like, no, we're going or, or I'm going to go without you. And I'm like, you're not going without me. Solid. So we went and we had an awesome time. Yeah. And um, we've been with you guys ever since. Um, but it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And so saying, you know, this organically needs to happen. This. Yeah. We can't push it. What, what were your biggest lessons on kind of creating a commission salon? If you were to give somebody tips, what, what advice would you give to yourself, you know, circa three years ago, four years ago now? Um, well, I think one of the first things is to be patient and know that not everyone is we actually did have one person convert we offered mm -hmm. that to everyone right away so i would offer that to people and let them know the benefit um, of what coming over to the company team is what we called it at the time um, would do for them and so just know that not everyone's going to convert that's okay and mm -hmm. be patient and you can still be friends with them. I think that was an important thing. I know that sounds silly, but I think so many salon owners are like, but these are my friends. I've known them forever. Like, I'm just so worried I'll ruin their relationship as opposed to running the business. Mm -hmm. That's where the transparency came in. We yeah. we decided together what, what we were willing to do and we stuck with it the whole time. Mm -hmm. And we told our team what we were doing. Well, and also you guys have told us over and over and over to lead with love and not and not with fear. So, if you truly look at a situation that way, we we led with love. Yeah, I think I think the transparency that that y'all did throughout the process was key to it. I mean, there was times that you you know had it made sense to to raise the rent and it made sense to do some other things, um, but you were clear with them. It's like this is the direction we're going in. And as long as you don't upset this other direction. You're perfectly welcome to stay. I think that's the key to maintaining relationships. It's whenever people try to be deceptive or manipulate people. I think that's where you start to run into problems. And uh, the other thing is, I think y'all set your intentions as to what you wanted, and then you move towards that intention, not hoping to or being willing to harm anybody. Uh, so I think that's what brought your uh, your vision into reality was that you just got very clear about what your intention was and walked down that path with integrity. So I mean, I think that's Congratulations, by the way. It's, it's a thing that scares a lot of people, uh, but y'all were willing to take that on and you're just doing outstanding. So, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, congratulations is a really big thing um, to just let you guys know. Doug, what would you say is the top advice you would give to people going from uh, rental to commission? Where, where to start, where to go? What would be your top couple tips? I think you got to look at it and say, you know, again, what do I want for a business? Do I want to just have a, a boot rental offer where I'm bringing in a certain amount of, you know, fixed income for, for rent and I'm happy with that? Uh, or do I want a, a full salon company? I mean, I think that's, and then when you do, and the good thing is I'm a numbers guy, you know, just run the numbers and see what it looks like, see what a transition would look like, see, you know, if it happened quickly, what would that look like? 
Um, and then you can make the decisions based on what you want to do. But I think running the scenarios uh, with your budget, then you, you kind of get a good feel for, for what's right for you. But um, I mean, you just need to get real honest with yourself because you know, some people have delusions about their, their booth rental salon um, and it, it's not what they seem. And sometimes then that causes them to break the laws, causes them to do things with that group that can turn, mm-hmm. that puts them in a lot of jeopardy because if they get in trouble and have to pay those matching taxes uh, back however many years, I mean, you upset one person and, you know, they turn you in and it was the one that always demanded to be a booth renter, turned you in and now demands to be treated as an employee. Um, if they can prove you made them do certain things, then you're done. Um, right. so I, one, you need to know the, the rules. You need to know, make sure that you're running it correctly um, and understand what a, because some people do run salons that they call commission, but they 1099 everybody. That doesn't work. That's, right. that's not, that. yeah, that doesn't work. Yeah, we, we've seen that a lot. And again, I, you know, I'm in California. We've seen salons that have been back back billed by the tax commission, like literally uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. We've had seen we've seen salons completely go under half a million, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in back taxes they owe because a lot of salons and Mandy and Ashley, I think you said this really well is you wanted to be able to manage the team and you realize that you couldn't do that in a rental environment. I think the biggest mistake that a lot of you rental salons might be making right now is you're running the salon like a commission salon, but paying everybody as rental, which is one of the most illegal, most dangerous things you can do. You thought going to the casino and spending some money was illegal? Uh, No, let's talk about how dangerous this could actually be for you. So if you really do wish to have a culture, and I think this is the, the, the plight of booth rental salons everywhere, is they want a family, they want a team, they want to be able to create a culture of people who love each other, come to work, clean up their space, and it's this one cohesive salon, but they're trying to do that in a rental environment, and I think that's one of the most dangerous things that exists. I know there's plenty of places out there that are running sweet rental, and you just have all these little mini salons. That's very different than a salon that is trying to run a one cohesive salon and trying to make, just make everybody rental. So please, please, please be aware of the local laws. Do some research. Start figuring it out. This is a hot topic for us. We're going to be exploring this a lot over the upcoming months. In fact, Doug and I are working on a resource right now uh, for people inside our academy to actually be able to run the numbers so you can see the difference between what your staff would make and what you would make, whether you run a commission salon or a rental salon. And I think it makes a big difference to understand the actual numbers because oftentimes the numbers can be deceiving. You know, To the point, Doug, is there's people who say, well, I just won't pay tax and I'll make more money. Well, look, I can't help you if you want to rob from the government. I can't do that. If you want to be Robin Hood, uh, knock yourself out. But if you want to run by the law and by the letter and do what Mandy and Ashley did and, and be able to create a business and create a team, then you're going to need to figure out and learn how to run a commission salon. That's a really big deal. So Mandy and Ashley, I'm really grateful for you coming on and sharing your story and just telling us a little bit more about your journey. So thank you guys for being on today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yes. Thank you so much for having us. And uh, if you guys enjoyed today's content, you enjoyed this topic, do me a favor and say, enjoyed it. If you want to see more of it, ask your questions in the comment section about rental and commission. And as we create more content, we'll make sure that we address more of your questions on upcoming shows and on videos and content. And as a free gift for watching the podcast with us today, if you head over to salonowner.tv, we've got hundreds of resources for you. In fact, uh, hundreds of resources and videos all available for you uh, for one monthly low price. But I wanna give you a gift because you were hanging out with us today. In fact, I'm gonna give you a $50 
uh, $50 gift. It's about 50% off your first month inside our salonowner.tv subscription. If you just use the word podcast over at salonowner.tv, you'll get a amazing bonus, 50% off your first month inside our High Performance Salon Accelerator program. And we'd love to help you, support you, and figure out how you can grow a business that makes you more income, makes you more, uh, gets you more time off, and gives you the freedom that you desire as a salon owner. Doug, thanks for being on the podcast today. And ladies, one more time, thank you for being on. Thanks, guys. See you later. Bye. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Evo Revo podcast. Today's podcast was brought to you by Salon Scale, allowing you to charge by what you know, not by what you feel. Please subscribe. Leave us a review, and you can always get more information, including show notes and the video episodes at EvoRevoPodcast.com.